Coast, good morning on the West Coast, and a great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dias, broadcasting and podcasting live from the studio of EloquenceOnline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. This is the Power Performance Podcast, the show that asks the question, if your banking brand were a band... Would you leave the audience wanting more? For those of you who don't know, we've been doing a weekly show, or had been doing a weekly show, for 13 years. And then earlier this year, on the week after the Super Bowl, our first show after the Super Bowl, we were interviewing the president of the Independent Bankers Association of New York State, John Witkowski, and didn't even know he had played in the NFL. So to get a guy who had played on the NFL the week after the Super Bowl becomes our number one most listened to show, I realized this was the perfect moment after 13 years to reimagine the show. A couple of things. As soon as we had the show out there and it blew up everything, I also made the decision after that to basically quit social media. I've decided that I want to start in New York State with a show that celebrates community banking in a way that it's never been celebrated before. And so we're going to start in the state, great state of New York with a four-part series on John's professional and college football career, which has so many parallels that can be drawn from it and applied to banking. And that's how we're going to do this show. If you were listening to this show and you're in New York and you're on your way to the annual conference, I hope you get a chance to listen to this. If you were at the conference, I hope you enjoyed it. And I'm hoping to be out at the fall conference to meet as many of you as possible later this year. It just, you know, I remember that old Seinfeld episode about leaving on top. And so I thought John's show was so great. The one that we did earlier this year was so great. It just didn't seem fair to bring another guest on after him. I did one final show after that about why I quit LinkedIn. And you can find all of that on my website, eloquentonline.net. And the link is right there in the episode description, as is my phone number and email address. I want to work with professional bankers one-to-one, and I don't need social media to do that. I built my business without social media, and I can continue it without social media. And that's going to be something we talked to John about in this four-part series because he played in the NFL before computers, cell phones, and social media. And so really excited about this. The show is powered by Ibanez, and we're hoping to take it to other states and just Spread it out by the classic word of mouth. I'm convinced you're going to hear things on this show that are going to be more relevant to banking than any webinar you've ever attended or pretended to attend, and it's just going to be great. I've enjoyed the hiatus. I've had some time to think about how I want to do the show going forward. I've got some great new studio equipment and furniture from a garage sale at Silicon Valley Bank, and so I'm really looking forward to all of this. So we're going to start with part one, Huddle Up with John Witkowski, and we're going to do it all right after this. You're listening to the Power Performance Podcast, powered by the Independent Bankers Association of New York State. Community banks, we're stronger together. Uh, 
That is right. He is back. We are huddling up again with John Witkowski. He is the president of the Independent Bankers of New York State. John, welcome back to the show. Jason, it's great to be back. I appreciate you having me back. Oh, it is great having you back. Yeah. They all had to go get real jobs during the hiatus, John, our studio audience, and they're really not that talented anyway. I mean, they've been following me around for 13 years. How, how smart can they be? Hey, listen, we're talking about elements of your football career that I believe are relevant to banking today. And, of course, you played at a time that is, that is very different than the time in which the game is being played. Now, today – you can watch the NFL draft on your smartphone while you're driving through traffic in any city in America. But for you, it was very different. I wanted to ask you about that. First of all, tell us about your draft experience. How were you notified? Was it just by a telephone call? Were you with somebody? Tell us what you remember about that night or that day. Well, back then, it was 1984, so it's a long time ago. Um, but they didn't have the draft. Uh, televised or or anything like that. They had it in New York City. Um, I went to Columbia, which is in New York City, but I didn't go down to the draft office and or the NFL office and and see their draft. But uh, kind of just hung out in my room. I wasn't sure what was going to happen. There was a couple <laughs> of teams that seemed to be interested. I hung out in my college dorm room, and I had uh, my family there, and I had a couple of uh, high school and college friends, a couple of my teammates there. Um, and we were just hanging out all day. And uh, every once in a while, people would say, oh, this one got drafted. They would hear through uh, right. phone calls or friends of friends because you didn't have the Internet. You didn't have any, right. you know, anything that was um, able to tell you other than phone calls. So during right. the day, it was funny because uh, the phone would ring in my college room, and it was a landline, so... You know, my buddies would pick it up and say, hey, hey, we'll, hey, we'll here's the game. We'll give the millennials a moment to, to Google landline. Okay, there's not really <laughs> – people don't know what that is. So go ahead, continue. Go ahead, continue. No, but one of my buddies would – they would pick up the phone just because people were checking to see if I ever got drafted. And I didn't know if it was going to happen. But um, so finally around 5 o'clock, uh, you know, they would do it, it was probably four or five times, hey, you want to take this? And it was nobody. And I'm like, all right, leave me alone. Just stop. <laughs> so probably around 5 o'clock, somebody uh, picked up the phone, and my buddies picked up the phone. And uh, he turned to me and goes, hey, wait, you want to take this? And I go, stop, stop doing it. He goes, no, I think you want to take this one. So I took it, and uh, Monty Clark from the Detroit Lions was on the other end of the phone, and wow. he said, hey, do you want to become a Detroit Lion? I said, absolutely. And then I heard my name being called in the back. Um, the wow. Detroit Lions picked John Lukowski, quarterback from Columbia. So that was uh, it was quite a, a great day. You know, it was, it was fantastic. My mom and dad were there, and my sister was there, uh, my brother, and uh, probably about seven or eight of my friends. It was a great day, one I'll never forget. And so you played for Columbia. Were any of your any of your other teammates drafted during that draft in '84? Uh, no, no, none of my other teammates were drafted. Uh, Columbia is not known for its football, but uh, right, yeah. During 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 those years, there we we played uh, a lot of exciting games and a lot of great football. With uh, we threw the ball a lot, so. Um, yeah, my offensive line receivers were fantastic, and they just did a great job. We scored a lot of points. 
And so here's one of those examples that I think we can apply to banking very much in a relevant way. The National Football League and the Detroit Lions found talent in an unexpected place. It wasn't until I was doing this podcast that I knew that John had gone from one blue and gray team of Lions at Columbia to another blue and gray team in Detroit. I love football, and yet I didn't know that. Think about all the football games you may have watched, Monday night and Sunday night football, when the players announce what college they went to. And how many times have you heard Columbia? The Detroit Lions found talent in an unexpected place. Ten years ago, I was doing an internal podcast for a banking brand down in Tampa, Florida, interviewing employees. It was all done for the employees. It wasn't for the customers. And one of the unique things about this banking brand in Tampa was how many people had been hired from outside the banking world. The president had famously hired somebody because they had done such a great job selling him a car. You had people that they had hired from restaurants and rental car counters. It was just amazing. And these people were moving up very, very fast. They were hiring these people for their personality and their ability to sell, not because they had any transactional banking experience. Think about your own banking brand. When you look around, you see people that are simply going through the motions and doing the transactions, but not doing the things that really help a bank grow. Asking those additional questions. Hey, what's keeping you up at night when it comes to finances? Wow, that sounds serious. Let me get you in touch with one of our investment people. Or dealing with objections. Hey, maybe you don't understand what I'm talking about, but let me explain to you the benefit of this. That kind of skill sometimes is found in places other than someone that has a resume of 10 or 15 years in banking and has just been doing that same transactional banking at other banking brands. And so it's something to think about. When you get back to your banks after the conference, think about it. Have you met somebody recently and you thought to yourself, wow, they would really fit in here? Because the Detroit Lions in 1984 found talent in an unexpected place, and so can you. Next, I talked to John about exceptionalism. And one of the things I've been doing in the hiatus is I've been working on what we call here in Texas an alternative certification program. I would like to, when I retire, not sit at home all day, but maybe teach high school history, maybe coach a little baseball or tennis or something like that. And so much of the curriculum is on treating everybody equally to the point where you never hear them talking about the gifted and talented students, be it in athletics or academics. And I think we've stopped valuing some of the exceptionalism that is represented by a gentleman like you getting drafted. I mean, thousands and thousands of guys start playing high school football quarterback with the dream of making it to the NFL. Less than 1% of them will ever take a snap in the NFL. And I, you know, you didn't get any participation trophies when you were playing football. I always think that has had an impact on the workforce as well that we sometimes spend so much time i was a professional speaker for 10 years i can't tell you how many sessions i saw in the agenda about dealing with problem employees dealing with low energy employees dealing with trouble employees and i thought you never hear about how to deal with your best employees what to do with your most exceptional people have you seen a change in that over the course of your time both as a football player and in banking 
There, there definitely is uh, a change, in, uh, but the one thing I would always say is, is when you look at people with talent and the people who want to become more talented or, you know, work hard at being, uh, at becoming talented, that, that to me sets it apart. I'd rather have somebody who is willing to work and work hard to gain recognition, to gain the skill set that they need to succeed than to somebody that is very talented and is lazy. Uh, yeah, I, right. And I relate it back to sports. You know, I relate it back to when I was coaching some kids, and there was a kid who was the first time ever playing football, and there was another kid who was a very talented athlete. But at the end of the week, teaching the kid how to do things the right way and what a quarterback does, he ended up being the MVP of our inner squad game. And the other kid who was very talented had two fumbles, threw an interception, and was trying to do too much. And you look at that and you say, okay, What's the kind of personality that I want? I want somebody who's willing to sit there, learn, understand, and, you know, have their own ideas and improve the what we're doing today versus somebody who's going to sit there and say, you know what, I know it all. I'm just going to do this and get by why they're doing this. I, I know this stuff, but they don't put the extra work in. And, and again, it's a fine line. Don't get me wrong, Jason. It's a fine line. But it's, it's no different than you see – you know, we have a 45 or 48-man roster, 49-man roster in the NFL. You know, the players from 25 to 49 are the ones that are grinding and working and, you know, really putting themselves out there and trying to make the team and do what they can to, to get there. And right. in that 25 player to 49 player, if you have a lazy one, the coaches are going to go, what am I have you around for? You know? <laughs> and it's Exactly. And it's really one of those things where work ethic comes into play and participation trophy. This is in the NFL; it's a job, and you either get right. paid or you don't because you're not playing. You know, you're not you're not on the team. So exactly, it's uh, yeah, and and I think it's much more difficult today, like in the professional world, to try to um, terminate somebody or get them out of the system. Right. Which yeah, you know, it really you, is. You have. Yeah, and you have to think about how you how you want to position that. Um, and it, it not that it's it's just one of those things. If it doesn't fit, or if you're making restructuring, you know, if you're restructuring your your company or your department, you know, sometimes people don't fit in, or they don't have this proper skill set for what you want to do, and you give them an opportunity to try to find something else. And I think right. that's the best way. That's the best approach. In some ways, John improved upon my question about exceptionalism by pointing out that exceptionalism without effort is not a great option either. In the next episode, we're going to talk about some of the challenges that happen when you have a team of highly exceptional people because it creates its own challenges that having a team of you know, exceptional people, mediocre people, low-performing people uh, cause as well. Uh, looking forward to this series. If you are on your way to the conference or on your way back from it, hope you had a safe and great time, or hope you have a safe and great time at the annual conference. I'm really looking forward to hearing from other banking professionals in New York State. If your bank is doing something really cool and innovative, we would love to have you on the show. Once again, my contact information is right there in the episode description. You're welcome to reach out to me at any 
time. I do branded podcasts for banking brands all over the country, podcast about first-time home buyers, understanding your credit score, you name it, a message from the president. You know, COVID-19 put up a lot of barriers between the bank and customers. And the real fact, the real truth about all of this is that community banks saved this country during COVID-19 by figuring out the PPP program. And as I've stated many times before, a lot of the national trade associations really didn't leverage that true story enough. Your community banking brands probably have more in common with the customers that are presently using some bigger banking brands, some bigger banking brands that I think are doing irresponsible things. And it's a great time to have a real conversation with your customers. Uh, in the next episode, we'll talk about how so many marketing departments, I think, have relied too much on social media and have forgotten that banking has and will always be a people and a conversation and a handshake business, not a hashtag business. My name is Jason Dyes. Thank you so much for listening to the Power Performance Podcast brought to you by the Independent Bankers Association of New York State. Until next we speak, I'll talk to you all very soon. Take care. <laughs>